Hi, everyone. This is Kagul again. Welcome to the second episode of the Voice to Race podcast by PiceLab Youth. PiceLab, Project for Integrating Spirituality, Law, and Politics, is a nonprofit organization consisting of international network of lawyers, legal experts, law professors, and all activists in social spiritual activism who take a healing-based, socially active approach, okay? Trying to bring people together. That's our philosophy for informing legal change. And today, it's my honor to have our guest, Mike, to talk about his very unique story, to say the least, uh, including how he came to the United States back in 2015, how he started to, uh, well, become a Christian for how many years now, Mike? Since 2016, I believe? Yes, this is when I've become a Christian. I, I mean, I baptized in 2016. Okay. Um, I remember it's very clear. It's, it's the last, uh, last day of my Christmas break, actually. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> man, that, <laughs> that sounds amazing, man. That's, that's great. Right. So, mm. see, our special guest today, he was a you know, Chinese national. He's applying, actually, for asylum. Um, and through our podcast, yeah. we wish that he can get his voices out there. And of course, we want Mike to introduce himself because this is not what we're about. We want people to share their story and tell their own story, okay? So Mike, can you begin by introducing yourself to everyone? So hi everyone, my name is Mike. Mike is not my real name, but I just go for Mike for now though, because yeah, I still got a family in China. I don't want them to get into trouble. So I'm a student, currently a student, like uh, in a study uh, for accounting over here. And I've, I'm hoping I can get a scholarship because I'm also a Christian. As you guys know that China have a lot of restriction on religion. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to live in, like, in a country that I have to worry about getting, getting prosecuted or getting harassed by the police, which is exactly a lot of my brothers and sisters back in China is experiencing right now. Yeah. Wow, that's horrible, man. But you don't have to worry. Look, our whole podcast is devoted to spreading the voices that Thank you. right that, that that is supposed to be raised. You know, we <laughs> that's why we're called the voice to raise, man. We ourselves mm -hmm. are a network of lawyers who specialize in a variety of fields. I'm pretty sure there's listeners out there of our podcast mm -hmm. who probably work directly related to immigration. And I think it will be great if you can share more details regarding your experience, because it's quite phenomenal what you said already, right? You have parents in China sure. who might be right in danger if you're using a real name today. And I understand, man, that's completely fine that you're using the name Mike. It's completely fine. We, we really respect your safety. So, okay, tell us a little bit about this. So okay. how did you become a Christian in the first place? Because that's really interesting. Right. You said you came here in 2015. So in a little more than a year, right, in 2016, you said right after Christmas, you became a Christian. So that's a short time to for for such a life changing event to take place. Right. For anybody. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So I, I actually come here in 2014, the end of the 2014. Actually. Okay. So, however, like uh, there's a I was uh, doing like a. Uh, studying a community church back in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a church, a Lutheran church uh, right next to our school, like only like 10 minutes walking. So they have like a lot, lot of events 
every Friday they can they call it like a friend of international students. Uh, yeah, that's basically the uh, the events that we join every Friday. At first, it's basically just having fun. They don't preaching us to preach anything to us. It's just uh, events. However, so time and time again, so we get get along with a lot of our, our friends, and they are Christian. So they kind of preaching to us. At first, I didn't. I don't, I don't feel about this at all, but long, because my life was like, a, I, I was a kind of like a, a guy who always uh, like hang around with the, my friends, like travel, hiking. My life is pretty happy. However, when you experience some depression time in your, in your life, which mm -hmm. is around back around like 2016, you started thinking about like, uh, what should I do? Where can I find? Where can where can I do this? Life is hopeless. Life is meaningless. That's mm -hmm. the time when I, I found the God. The God like I experienced the love of God, and I decided to become a, a Christian. So I get baptized at the last day of the Christmas. I mean Christmas break. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's basically my story here. And speak about the, the my the Christian friends in China. So after. Uh, in 2017, I went back to China for a very long period of time. Mm. During that, that time, since I'm in China, I have to go to church in, in China, in my hometown. Right. So there's only, I believe it's only one legitimate church in my city. And that place, uh, that, that this church community is very large with like almost like 2,000, probably more, more than 2,000 members wow. now. Yeah. However, I witnessed police harassing some of our like a uh, uh, church leaders and they, they they put security camera in our church we oh, have that. No. <laughs> yeah yeah that's for real though they you it's literally there are security cameras in the church within the church they said it's it's pre preventing from like crime but you, you know man there's nothing nothing valuable in that church that you can you, you can steal though it's nothing right. valuable you can steal so it's meant to like kind of like watching our community, but uh, our Christian community also, um, yeah, and also at least some of them even send an agent like pretend to be Christian, but you just send an agent like wow, <laughs> which is deliberate, which is ridiculous. I didn't know that at the beginning, but then somebody told me, and I found this is real that they are the police sent like an agent within our community pretend to be Christian just to spy on us. On us. And that hit very hard because I can't even trust them anymore. I trust, can't even trust my brothers and sisters anymore. So, yeah, after after a few months, I come back to America. Yeah, start thinking about probably it's not going back to China anymore. I mean, at least not gonna live there for very longer. And recently, in 2020, they um, that's I just know that the church that back in China that I attend. Got, got their cross teared down. They literally teared down the cross in the top of the church. And I heard more like tragic stories. So prosecution become even more harsh now towards that. And uh, and guess what? That was that church was a legitimate church, was the church group that recognized by Chinese government. So see, there's a lot of underground church in China that their situation is even worse, like far worse than my church group, but even for those church that re recognized by the government, the life is still, and you, you, you cannot become a, get to practice your faith without fear back there.
Yeah. Right. Okay. A lot of stuff, man. I really felt bad for you because, you know, obviously in your you're you're in your early 20s, okay? And basically you had to go through all these things. You got agents from the Chinese Communist Party trying to well sabotage, right? Your church trying to, you know, take over in a way your church. Um, and that's that's really bad because church is where people bond and have this great transcendent religious experience of community and like yes. you said the love of god right it's supposed to be a very pure hearted place and it's very unfortunate that um, the chinese government is enforcing these spying tactics right on you guys <laughs> even if like you said church doesn't even have anything of value right it's just really people community gathering who are trying to you know share their faith right in god and then communicate through that platform. So, okay, that's the first thing, okay? Another thing I wanna add here, and I want you to quickly respond as well, is that you said you were a little bit depressed by yourself, right, in, back in America. So were you all by yourself in America? Are you still um, all in the United States? I'm generally, uh, yes. I like, uh, it's, uh, be our Chinese students in America is kind of lonely though. It's, okay. There's definitely some culture shock, and also, you know, people, people like uh, they do kind of uh, uh, welcome you. Like uh, they say, they welcome you. They want you. Uh, they kind of be very polite to you. However, you you know you're not one of them. You when they talk to each other, you kind of it's very hard to fit in. Yes, mm-hmm. you, you know you're not one of them. And uh, sometimes I feel uh, since I'm living urban area, I see, I feel that there's lot uh, kind of. Uh, unfriendly stuff happened towards people like me. I mean, people like me, Asians. For example, I literally get punched by a, <laughs> by, no. a, by, a, by a white dude you know, in front of the bar. You know, no. he was drunk. But, so I, I was just walking there. They kind of like uh, punched me on the face like just <laughs> without anything, just like a, a knockout. So, <laughs> so no, no, that's yeah, that wow, man. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Mike, I, I feel bad for you. Um, I, I don't mean to make the laughing sound, okay. but this this whole yes. thing sounds so pathetic, not on your part, but uh-huh. rather on the part of the perpetrator who- Yeah, I, mm. yeah, I think, but I think it's uh, it's okay for me now. It's, it's, I mean, I'm getting used to it or, or to this already. I mean, <laughs> of course, like, unfortunately, the, I got like the, the church is the place where I can kind of feel love and uh, re- feel relaxed and release. I don't have to worry about anything. I can just commit myself to God, like fully committed. I don't have to be. I mean, I can I can give I, I can just forgot all my stuff in the in the like a uh, secular world and just focus myself into my religion. That's the that's the thing I like. But yeah, being. Being an um, Asian uh, Asian guy um, in America is uh, kind of kind of hard, though. and I hope that uh, through um, in the future we can this country can yeah focusing more some in some issues within Asian community in this country. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's very true. Everything you said is spot on. Absolutely. You know, this country recently, as we know, last month around this time, we have. Mm-hmm waves and waves of nationwide AAPI protests against anti-Asian racism taking place. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm -hmm. I myself was one of the co-organizers in DC oh, cool. area, PySlap, mm -hmm. you're right, PySlap Youth. We were working with, uh, well, the Korean <laughs> Resource Center, you know, different organizations who are headed by, you know, AAPI activists, community activists of the Asian community. And we literally, you know, broke the norm. The norm is Asian communities are silent. They're the model minority. They're not supposed to speak up, right? And man, I feel so bad that you get punched in the face uh, by a white person. We, we cannot know for sure if he punched you out of racism, but um, this is definitely not a, not, not a pleasant thing, you know, for anybody to experience. This, this is bad stuff, you know, especially, you know, it's outside of a bar. You don't know what people got on them, you know? It, 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 well, you... <laughs> You're That's actually, scary, though. I, uh, right. I try to avoid a bar at night now, usually, unless I'm, go, I'm going to a bar. I mean, I, uh, unless I'm going to the bar, I don't want to just walk around the bars. Like, I try to walk, avoid all the bars. That's why during the night, it's kind of crazy. Though. People get crazy over there. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I understand. That's what a bar is, right? A lot of people get <laughs> drunk, right? They get screwed up in the head, and they started, you know, doing dumb stuff. That happens all the time in every bar. I totally understand that. But I feel like the biggest problem for you right now is that you're still right living by yourself, more or less. You said there's a church, right? I understand that. And I can relate to it. You know, I read the Bible myself. I uh, have certain interests in Christianity as well. So I can understand how you can reconcile your loneliness through your faith, uh, which is a very common thing people do in this very alienated, hyper-competitive capitalist marketplace Right. I, I don't call it a society necessarily. You know, it looks more like a marketplace. Right. People deal with each other like commodities. Right. They try to sort of gauge your value without even knowing you. Right. What's this person's utility? That's really bad part of our culture. I totally understand that. But I just want to ask you this. OK, so you said you want to apply right for religious asylum in the united states yeah. right okay yes. and basically you said you're all alone by yourself and you have been a christian for let's do the math a little bit for since 2016 so wow five years five, five years, years. Almost, five, five, almost five years now though yeah. right that that definitely demonstrates your piety right that you're actually the real deal you're not just going to church right to you know I guess, fit in. You are actually passionately, genuinely Christian. And that's that's really important because we want people who are authentic, right? Who are real to come to this country. That's our vision for immigration. That is, you open up, right? That's the PySlap Youth Immigration Justice. That's our vision. That is, you open up to each other, right? You show your humanity to each other. And through this process, right, you get to create communities you get to bond in this community and yep. that's that's where you know that's that's the definition of a good life right we are basically always social animals we live with people right and it's been happened for uh, millions of years not only the human species but i also want to mention that a lot of people think that refugees just come to this country simply want to uh, this country's welfare no most of my okay. friends coming here seeking asylum, they don't want to be taken care of by the government, taken care of by a welfare system. They want to get a job. They want to have their own business. They, most of them have their own um, own business, actually. A lot of them have their own restaurant. In my, I mean, even in my city, the city where I live, there's a lot of restaurants owned by 
so-called what they call the illegal aliens and the people who, who and the and the refugees. So people's people uh, people who come here who seeking asylum is not a bad thing for America. In fact, they're creating jobs. They want to contribute uh, to this country. They want to they want to have their own business. They pay tax just like all the American peoples do. So I think that's the part. There's there's another misunderstanding about the refugees uh, refugees in this country. A lot of American people just think we have simply come here to be you know depending on this country, which is not. So. Right, right, yeah. That's that's very true. That's a lot of you know what we would like to call border conscious individuals think, right? We don't want to call them nativists. That's, you know, I would just say that's flat out insulting, right? To anybody, right? Suppose you're called a nativist, how would you feel? That's very similar to being called a Nazi, right? People will feel really enraged just from, you know, being called such things. So we don't do that at PySlap Youth. We want people, right, to be defined by a trait that, you know, not necessarily going to insult them or make them feel uncomfortable. So, you know, if they consider border to be more important to people, which we believe to be an unfortunate phenomena, but hey, that's how they happen to think, then they're called the border conscious individuals. So, okay, great. That's something spot on that you brought up, right? About how uh, refugees and immigrants in general, okay. And mm -hmm. I actually read this uh, at a Pew Research Center report that is immigrants, right, who came to this country through whatever status, whether, you know, they were previously undocumented immigrants, whether they are, you know, high-skilled tech workers or students who eventually, you know, get PhDs and, you know, establish their standing and qualification for immigration. Throughout all these categories, what we have found across the board is that immigrants are actually more conducive to the American job market to, right, creation of new opportunities. A lot of these Seriously, a lot of these people, a lot of these folks, they work so hard and they're able to climb up the socioeconomic yes, ladder exactly. right, in, in American society rapidly, rapidly. How rapidly? Let me give you an analogy. All right. So, you know, for ordinary Americans born and raised in this country, they might, you know, start somewhere small and build their way up. For immigrants, look, that's not enough. Okay, because a lot of them, in order to become an immigrant, they have to work super hard. All right, that has to be a necessity for them. That is, they have to work. Okay, they're almost forced into this hyper competitive lifestyle just to be able to qualify for green cards, for citizenships, right, later on. So you see, it's a different lifestyle, right? In America, whereas a family, right, through generations built up a certain level of socioeconomic status. Immigrants will probably have to do it in one lifetime, okay? Depending on one individual. <laughs> exactly. So that, that's, that's bad. I, I know that. Right? It's a very, very competitive, very exhausting experience. Yet so many people, they share the conviction, right? In the fact that America is going to provide them with the opportunity, whether, you know, freedom of speech, whether a more prosperous, um, well, life, right? Or just a happier life in general. A lot of them... Well, Mike, in your case, you're basically fleeing from religious persecution by the Chinese Communist Party, right? There's people from the Middle East, there's people from Central South Americas, you know, they're fleeing from other political persecutions, right? It could be war, it could be revolutions, right? All these very horrible things going on. So you're absolutely right. And I want to get this message across our listeners, okay, who might not know this aspect. That is, well, you know, some border conscious 
individuals might really think you guys are the bottom feeders, right? You guys are the people who, you know, don't deserve any recognition of your humanity uh, because you guys are going to take away American jobs. That's a very common argument as well, right? Which is a flaw. Which, which, which is kind of, yeah, a lot of them working, the immigrants working in some like high tech, uh, in the, either the jobs that American citizens don't want to or Amer jobs that American citizens cannot do. Such like such as those a lot of immigrants working to clean the to be a plumbers, which is people they clean the yard. Yes, it's it's look like everybody can do it, but most of American citizens don't want to work that hard. And there's a lot another uh, group of immigrants which is uh, like high tech immigrant. They do they do like a stem a lot of stem job. They have they have fit into very high qualification. Those I mean there's a lot of company like dying for like not dying like they are hunger very hunger for the people who who with the skill that have like a within stem field they there's not enough stem skilled workers within this country there's like the millions of jobs shortage for the for the stem people i mean uh, stem skilled job position shortage uh, in this country so they have to let more immigrants come here especially those who with a STEM skill so they can be, um, they, I mean, those tech companies will be have enough, like, you know, people that can fit into that spot though. Yeah, yeah. A lot of immigrants, as I know, okay, at least based on my personal experience, not from whatever media propaganda that's been pushed out there, based on my personal experience, overwhelmingly, okay, across the board, immigrants, they're very achieved, okay? in a certain skill set and they're very capable okay of generating yeah. you know productivity right whether it's material intellectual in our society they're very very competitive very very well educated folks okay and of course you can make the argument there's people who cross the borders right and blah, blah 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 but it's no reason to detain them it's no reason to deport them you should at least provide them with a basic right care right system in their life so when they get sick, they get to... Or at least just leave them alone. Just, just give them granted status and leave them alone. You don't have to detain them. You don't have to separate them from family. At least just leave them alone for like and granted their asylumship. That's the, all I think. The right, United and they, they are hard workers, you know? Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't deserve to be, you know, tortured and detained, though. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I don't know if you watch the news, man, but um, I believe a couple of weeks I mean, ago... Yeah? Yeah, I mean, like, there's uh, like a lot of people within this country committing much serious crime, and the media just give them some like a weird excuse, such as having a bad day and stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That's what it's called, crimmigration. We actually have a term for that in immigration law, which I study, mm -hmm. uh, and which one of our PySlap Youth co-founders, Professor Coolish, mm -hmm. right? He's an expert in it. He wrote numerous books on crimmigration, uh, the crimmigrant nation. That's the title of his book. And he's one of the co-founders of PySlab Youth. So we totally understand what you're talking about. This crimmigration, criminalization of immigration process is taking place, right? Uh, you spit on the side of the street, right? And that's, well, that's a civil violation, obviously, right? It's a civil offense. But, you know, who is going to get deported, right? If you spit on the street, you know what? Immigrants will. Okay, because for them, they are sort of illegitimate. Okay, they're seen as illegitimate. All right, that is the, that's how bad this problem is, really. 
you have to understand they are systemically dehumanized, right, as a result of their status, which is something that I think is way less worthy, right, of our attention than the character, the personality, the moral values of that person. It's way less worthy of our attention, but we have placed so much emphasis on it. Oh, what's your status? What's your paper? Where's your paperwork, right? That's just horrible. A lot of families are separated, you know, at the border, the floor settlement, all these things. That's that's really bad. But we want to go back to you, Mike. You brought up these large uh, societal points. That's great. And I see, can see you're a very insightful person, analytical mind. But uh, we want to go back to you. So what is your plan? Okay, let's just suppose, okay, you win the lottery, you're approved for citizenship tomorrow. What is going to be your plan? right? Your objectives in America, personally, professionally, for decades to come. Suppose you're going to actually live in this country since tomorrow. Mm. So like, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, so, so far I have already have my accounting undergrads. So I think I, I will be, I will definitely get a job since this country is, yeah, the, the lack of accountant professional in this country. However, what I want to do is I want to go to, uh, go to law school. I mean, hopefully I can Get my law degree in this country and practice law so i can help more people like immigrants uh, as well as those people who are voiceless uh, yeah, i don't want to be those like a lawyer serving the huge large corporation you know billionaires no i just want to be the uh, lawyers to helping people and i want to help those people who um who need help generally instead. oh yeah yeah, yeah that, that's, wow that's a great plan you have so let me understand so who is funding your education now in the United States? Uh, are you like working, um, you know, in your spare time, trying to, you know, contribute to your tuition and stuff? Because I know it's, it's so expensive to go to American school, right? College, yeah. whatever. Law school is even going to uh, be my, more. Yeah. Yeah. My parents support my tuition. But okay. I like, uh, may, I go to work. I work like, uh, I work for my like, uh, um, for my rental, for my like utilities, and as well as my groceries, I do okay. some jobs. But like my parents support my tuition generally. Right, yes. right, man, man. Okay, one last thing before we close today. You and I, okay, you and I have actually been working. Okay, I'm representing PySlap Youth. You are sort of doing this, you know, in your spare time as a freelancer, supporting other refugees, right? For example, this morning, we literally attended right, the uh, meeting, the legislative meeting. Unfortunately, the Congresswoman Norton wasn't able to come, but we still attended the meeting and attended the prep yeah. meetings, right? Organized by Refugee Congress USA and Refugee Council USA. So you mm -hmm. and I have actually some, right? I'm not going to say a lot because uh, obviously we're going to be honest about the situation. We have some, right? Uh, professional cooperation partnership in this regard. So, okay, tell, tell us about that experience. How would you feel, right? How would you, how did you find the organization, whether it's PySlap Youth or RCUSA, how did you find these organizations in helping you achieve your goal of attaining eventually, hopefully, and, you know, <laughs> I pray to God that you're going to be approved your uh, asylum status. Do you think these organizations so are helping you at all? In general, yes, this organization gonna provide me the at least the free legal counsel. Like, uh, like I, I mean, that's that's gonna help me a lot. To, like, uh, uh, in the future, for sure. So far, I feel like it's good to be 
this organization. And I heard this organization like randomly because I always be politically active. Active, so、mm. I don't really recall that. What when did I heard it? But I either on social media, but、uh, since since like I heard it, I can can participate. Yeah, that kind of involving this for for a very long time though. Yeah, so generally, I think is this organization gonna help me a lot, and I, I yeah, and I think it's very not only me though. I think I encourage more like a、uh, immigration like immigrations like immigrants. To join this kind of、uh, organization, because it's really going to help them a lot. They have more res、uh, resource that they need. They, a lot of them don't know, but this kind of organization can provide a lot of help, which is very helpful as well. Right, right, and also, you know,、mm -hmm. I think RCUSA literally a lot of their meetings are organized completely by refugees. So、mm -hmm. it's a very consistent, right,、mm -hmm. representation platform. For refugee, because you don't get people right who are not refugee who are like only a part of this cause because of their whatever personal interest. We can completely do away with those assumptions because hey, it's organized, run by refugees, right? <laughs> From inside out, so that's great. Okay, before we close, Mike, is there anything else you want to say to our audience? So yes, I just simply want the audience to care more about、uh, immigrants. There's a lot of we've been. This community has been demonized by like a media, by like a, by the, a lot of、uh, people for a very long time. And this this community really need your help, especially for those、uh, for flee literally flee from their home country to seeking、uh, for, for escaping persecution. This is very important for them to be granted asylum ship, asylum ship, and also even for those those people who who be. Called illegal immigrants, they are not illegals. They are they are just immigrants. Don't please don't just demonize them. Please don't like、uh, please don't demonize them. It's they are coming here to to seeking better opportunities, seeking better life, just like your ancestors coming here to seeking a better life in this country at least. So that's all I want to say, though. Man, I see a future in you, man. At least in activism, you. you're a very you. great. Advocate, very vocal advocate for that matter, for the immigrant、mm -hmm. community, as we could see, as our audience are going to hear right from this podcast. And yeah, man, I wish you the best. If you、Thank、want you to、so、keep、Thank、working, if you want to keep working with PiceLab Youth, you can definitely be an active participant. That's what we actually do. If you work with us, right? For example, in our situation, we came across each other, right? And we started working at what the RCUSA, right? Organizing meeting, and that's the case. You haven't really, you know, started working, I guess,、uh, on a regular basis with Pisalab Youth per se. But at least we can count you as active participant because we're for sure. For you know, sure. we're a network of international lawyers, professionals. Maybe there's going to be some chance that someone's willing to help after they、mm -hmm. listen to our podcast today, and you know, you might. Really, have your life changed, right? It, it happens. It happens like this. So, okay, man. I wish you the best. Please take take good care of yourself. If you ever need anything, please let us know. Okay, or just sure. Thank talk you, to more friends. Make more friends, man. You can be all alone in America. Um, that's after, after pandemic. Yes, so far we just be stuck at home at this point.、Huh? <laughs> all right, all right, great, Mike. And for our follow audience today. Okay, please check out 
our PySlap websites, that is, we have two websites. Uh, our major PySlap website is spiritlawpolitics.org. That is spiritlawpolitics.org. And in terms of PySlap Youth, which is, you know, I'm the chair and founder of PySlap Youth, you can directly reach me at yzhu1215 at terpmail.umd.edu. Okay, so that's one way you can reach me. Um, or you can directly text me, which is my preferred way of being, being contacted. You can directly text me, that is text only, at 201-890-3382. Okay, that's the ways that you're going to be able to reach us, whether it's PySlab Youth, whether it's spiritlawpolitics.org, our main PySlab website. And I thank you very much for, you know, your time today. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, man. Bye.